Year-end show, buddy. I know it's crazy. December thirty-first, man. This is not. This was a fast fucking year. It's crazy. Like, year. Holy shit! Very fast. Yeah. Um, lots going on. <laughs> you think? So we took a couple weeks off, you know, for the holidays and yeah, all kinds of stuff going. Plus, it's a year-end recap as yeah. well, too. Yep. Uh, so this audience, you might as let them know too. Yeah. I am happy to announce, and I will try to make him embarrassed. <laughs> But the Coastal Law Group is going to be the exclusive sponsor of the Eric McKenna Project, yeah, starting I, now. Yeah, I love it, man. <laughs> appreciate the opportunity. It was, uh, it, it was definitely um, a no-brainer for us. I mean, we love it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a great show. I've, you know, obviously been a guest a million times, and yep. just having the opportunity is much appreciated. I'm excited for what we can do next year. Well, yes, and I think what's great too is it's going to. Um, uh, build on some ideas we had yeah. about demystifying law. We're going to be able to yeah. do some law-related law cast stuff yeah. in in, re- in regards to the project. And Show people that lawyers aren't all boring. They're not all boring. <laughs> they're not mean. No, we're actually pretty they, nice. They don't charge millions of dollars. No, and some they, do. Well, yeah, some do. But they're also we're not pretentious. But they're also approachable, and yeah. they're for regular folk like me. Because yes. I was someone that grew up that believed that lawyers weren't for people like me. Yeah, exactly. So I, mean, I grew up the same way. Like I, I didn't know any lawyers growing up. Yeah. I had no, I, I, on, when I look back, like, I know guess the big one. Oh my god, I knew too many of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> Buddy, we're just gonna get right into yeah, let's it. Do so. It. Um, you know, what's your opinion of where the Twitter stands as of today, December thirty first? I mean, I Musk is it. just insane. Isn't I it? love him. <laughs> I, I love him because he doesn't give a shit. Obviously not. And to either side, like he's just letting things happen. And I I think it's great because it's exposing how childish people have been. Mm-hmm. And it's just like now it's like, oh, you know, He's letting people talk, and people are like, no, 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 you can't do that, you can't do that. But it's, you know, it was okay when, you know, people are just talking to both sides of their mouth now, and he's exposing it all, and I love it. And Twitter should should be the place for free speech, Mm -hmm. you know, the town square. Otherwise, you can't silence people. Wasn't it kind of set up that way at some point, and that became like their... Their adopted slogan at some point. Yeah, and what, a decade what, ago. What, what blows my mind is just all the stuff they've uncovered with those Twitter files, like just how they were, co- you know, working with the government to, you know, You're not surprised, I, are you? <laughs> honestly, were you? I, partially, I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to believe that they really, the government made them suppress. I, I thought maybe Twitter made the choice to suppress stories because they were just had a liberal bent or whatever the case may be. I didn't want to believe the government had a hand in suppressing certain stories or suppressing certain information. Mm-hmm. That's what blew my mind because that then that shows what is government. Government's for the people by the people. This government is not obviously. This government is for the power by the power. Like yeah, the government, rec- the government recognized that these two private entities, primarily Facebook and mm-hmm. Twitter, had this incredible communi- communicative reach to yeah. the public, and they used them as their instrument, Yeah, which is insidious. Yeah, it, completely, because it, it, it interfered with an election. Whether, mm-hmm. the, whether the results would have been different or not, we don't know. Mm-hmm. All we know is that it actually interfered with the election. Yeah. And to me, that is a scary thing. 
Yeah, and it's um, and you and I have had plenty of talks about the yeah. size of these companies, and we we generally agree. I I do have a probably a more healthy fear of the, the mm-hmm. size and girth of Facebook and Twitter, and the implications there than you. But it, if the I would actually feel that if Jack Dorsey and the ownership group of Twitter yeah. had a certain political bent, and there was not any government communication or interference in it, mm-hmm. I could look back and say, well, it's probably not my philosophy, but it's a private entity. They're mm-hmm. running it the way they yeah. want it to run. I, you know, I, I'd, I'd almost be okay with it. I don't have to agree with it. Sure. But but when I learned that the government right. was an instrument in there, yes. that's where it, my mind just... That's what blew my mind. Yeah. That, that and was frustrating. Did you happen to see Dorsey on Rogan a year, year and a half ago? No. Did you? Yeah, I, I watched that, and I didn't get any indication at that time that he spoke about the government being entrenched in there. No, and I, th- I think his position now is that he didn't know. And, and maybe he – I don't know. Like, I don't know if he did or not. Because, I mean, I, I think they were they were so – Is that even possible? I mean, you think about it, though. A lot of times these big these CEOs of these large companies don't know what's going on on the ground. I mean, yes. I, I, mean I, I work – as a lawyer, like, I work with large organizations, right? Okay, the CEO of some of those large organizations has no idea what the what the mid level executives are, that I'm working with are necessarily involved in because they don't need to know everything, right? Right. It's kind of right. on a need to know basis. Right. So unless they're running it up the chain, like if if we're handling like litigation for a client, this, if it's a small matter, CEO doesn't need to know about that. No, you know, the large it. organization we're hand, you know it. they need to know things that are impactful. Obviously, this is this was very impactful to an organization, but. These people within Twitter, I think, were making their own decisions. Yes, yes. And not necessarily running it up the chain or le- letting. Well, what's know. Facebook's excuse? Well, I mean, Zuckerberg knew. I mean, he he went on. Was he? He was on Rogan, right? Where he talked about the FBI coming in and basically telling them to to suppress the stories. Like he was the right. first one that exposed it, right? Which so, yeah, I mean, they're all at fault. Are there? Is there a solution to the problem that you see? A, a mechanism that can be put in place that would stop that kind of um, co- coercion. How do you stop corruption? I don't know. I mean, that's the. I mean, absolute power corrupts absolutely, and I mean, in, in, unless you take the power away from the government, there's always going to be corruption. I don't. I, I wish. I wish I had an answer to say, yeah, this is a way that you could prevent this from happening. But I think people in power will always have some level of corruption. And do what they can to corrupt the process if it benefits them. Mm-hmm. Even with laws, I mean, look at this shit that happens. Even with laws in place, you know, I mean, we there's so much stuff that goes on that I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but nothing else makes sense mm-hmm. when you look at certain things. Like they're they just do what they want to keep themselves in power. Yes. Yeah. Is there a mechanism i guess mm-hmm. for lack of a better phrase is there an idea for an instrument that our government could create and use that would provide an avenue to communicate to the public better than they are now even if it's a one-way communication because i can imagine on a two-way communication mm-hmm. it could become terribly caustic okay but if it was more of a one-way communication mm-hmm. that would not infringe on our democracy or our freedoms but just a a technology tool okay like a government twitter 
Okay. But only one way, like a government bulletin board, a government okay. something, just so the public could be better informed. Because I think now they pass laws and they do all this mm-hmm. legislation uh, or there's a Supreme Court uh, ruling or something mm-hmm. and or a president, presidential executive branch yeah. process. Executive order, yep. Yes. And we leave it up to the private sector to disseminate the information and spoon feed us mm-hmm. where – wouldn't it be interesting? That's okay. Opinion's mm-hmm. great. Sure. But we want that too. But could there be like a black and white vanilla, just simple, this is what happened in layman's terms where the average mm-hmm. Joe yeah. and Judy could understand? I don't think that would ever happen because then the government would have to explain their decisions. The government likes to make decisions without having to explain them. And if they did have to explain, they would spin it. Like, it, look at the administration now. You know, gas prices are high. It's not. It's a Putin problem. It's not Biden's problem. Gas prices come down. Biden's. It's Biden's problem. They spin the information the way they want. So I think if the government, I mean, that's that's what they do now, right? They they disseminate the information. They just put their own spin. There would never be a way for the government to purely put facts out. You just got to you just got to read the information and make your own determination. But most citizens most people won't do, do that. that. And, yeah. and the government, both parties, who's ever in power, okay is going to yeah. I mean, they're going to they're going to put the information out that spins it in their favor. Because you're, what you're saying is the idea I just presented mm-hmm. basically bakes in more transparency, and that's not what they want. No, not at all. I mean, think about think about that. I mean, why would why, they don't want transparency at all? That's why that that's why we have these problems. Gover- in my mind, like our government has gotten too big and too corrupt. Mm. I think I think government is needed. I think the federal government is an absolute necessity in a country like ours to regulate interstate commerce and for the national defense. The reason why it was set up, they have stuck their nose in everything and anything. Agreed. No matter who's in power, right or left, it's gotten too big, and we need to figure out a way. I don't know. That, I don't know that we'll see it in our lifetime. To to call that down a little bit. I know. And uh, I just worry because the accelerated pace of technology coupled with the communication within these technological companies, yeah, the government doesn't have a grasp on it. And there's elements within the government, I think, that are extremely fearful of that. And that fear leads to corruption because they can't control it. Yeah. And in attempts to control it, mm-hmm. bad things happen. Yeah, absolutely. 100, 100%. And I think, you know, we're going to see... I think, you know, with this whole artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a shift in the way information is disseminated and understood. Okay, I, what I do think, you mean? I just think people are going to start, like, so that, that whole new chat GPT, right? Yeah. This system. So I literally, this is how powerful this thing is. Now, again, you don't know if it's necessarily right or not, but I think as it learns more, I asked it. I said, "Give me, give me a list of five, uh, the five most inf- influential books for law firm owners." Okay, gave me this list. I said, "Okay, take number three on the list and summarize it for me." And it summarized the book for me. I, and I read, the, I read the book. That's why I wanted to see if it worked. I read the book already, so I'm like, "Yeah, that's pretty much what the book's about." And I said, "I said, now take that, take that summary, and give me five actionable steps I can take to implement tomorrow." And it did all of this within two minutes. So this, the, people will be able to take you know a White House briefing and say, summarize this for me. 
Okay. And people will be able to understand it better. That's I think, great. I think that's, what's, that's what we're going to see. So the government may not be able to have that, like, put their spin on it going forward because people will just take the information and get artificial intelligence to do the work for them. That's very positive. That's what I, that's what I think we'll start to see. On the negative side of mm-hmm. artificial intelligence, do you believe that our understanding of what is reality is going to change? Oh yeah, I mean, I think I, I think I think we are on the precipice of a complete shift in the way the world works. The power of these systems are insane. Like, it's, just, it's almost scary when you look at these things that that you can do. Like any, you know, from designing code to anything you possibly need answered, mm-hmm. you can get done through artificial intelligence in a matter of seconds. So reality is going to shift. I mean, it's going to change jobs. It's going to change industries. People have to either adapt and adopt it or they're going to die in the industry. And I mm-hmm. think it's going, to, it's going to throw people for a loop because their sense of reality is going to shift. Okay. I really believe that. To the point where Google has created a tool now where it will tell you I can't remember what it's, I don't know if it's called Google AI, Google GPT, but basically you can take content, put it through this system, and it will tell you if it was created by a human or artificial intelligence. So the, so wait, the artificial intelligence will disseminate whether or not this content was human or artificial intelligence generated. That's yes. insane. Yeah. Oh my. I mean, it's, it's getting great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's nuts. I mean, it's this world it, just in the past two months. So, I mean, Chat GPT, I think, started November 30th. It had a million users within like five days. Is this free? It's free. It's free. And who created It's an this? open source. I think Elon Musk is actually involved in it from what I've read. I'm not 100% certain, but it's, it's, it's called Chat GPT. It's literally you go and you log in through Google or whatever, and you can ask it anything. So do you think this is going to change basic learning? It's going to change basically everything. In terms of making the human experience a little more lazy? Yeah. Yes, I do think that. But I also think it could completely improve things, too, if people utilize it correctly. Okay. Because it, it, can, it can make – think about – Solve problems. It can solve problems. Yeah, absolutely. It can, it can solve problems. It can – it'll – I just look at myself, right, for content creation – Using that system just to give me ideas mm-hmm. has already eliminated probably 10 hours I would have to put in. It's impressive. I just said, hey, give me a list of 10 video ideas for a business lawyer to to create, to attract the ideal client of like this avatar. And boom, list of 10 video ideas. And I could say, hey, give me five bullet points for each video idea. Boom, it'll create them. And then it just, that's how, that's how crazy this shit is. The I world is going dive, to change. I have not dived down you need deep to. enough. Yeah, you definitely need to go down the rabbit hole. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Musk a little bit here, because I know people I tend him. to, um, I don't know, they tend to uh, pick a side with Musk, which is just crazy that we're forced to do that with anything, yeah. or we feel compelled to do that mm-hmm. with anything. But either dig Musk or you don't, and the people that are indifferent are probably very few. Yeah, everybody seems to have an opinion of the guy. Mm-hmm. I love him. I, 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 just because he, he's that guy that I look at that just doesn't give a shit. Nope. He doesn't care about one side or the other. 
Agreed. He just wants to do what's right for the country. And that's kind of how I look. Like, you the know, world, actually. For the world, exactly. And I just think he, he – I look at him as he's just like a normal dude that's just made billions of dollars and is just smarter than everybody else. And for that alone, at times, the envy generates a lot of hatred. Well, people fucking hate him for that. People people hate him for because of what he's exposed. Mm-hmm. The fact he bought Twitter and allowed these people back on and has now – allowed people to challenge what the establishment wants to be put out there people are losing their shit right right like losing their shit like how could you challenge me right 100 and it's like but it was okay when they challenged everybody else and said no no no, that's you know that's misinformation but when you get called miss it's like no you can't do that it's be free speech you can't you can't label it misinformation this is supposed to be about, about free speech it's like well no 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 before musk owned it it was like you wanted to suppress information that didn't agree with what you thought should be out there 100 percent. it's just and that's why people hate him because he's exposing oh, it all oh, absolutely 100 percent. yeah and it's it's even fascinating to watch because and he's funny as fuck musk yes he has a sense of humor yeah. and musk is the ultimate chess player yes. of life yeah he he's is always playing chess yeah he is and in a world of simpletons mm-hmm. you know he just has this coy look about himself and he already has yeah. the next step he's or five two or five ahead. yes he's exactly and that's and it's I just find the whole thing too. And I also think that his philosophy on money mm-hmm. is completely misunderstood. I think exactly. Elon Musk has so much confidence in himself that if you took every last dime, if you stole every last dime mm-hmm. from him yeah. as a human being and left him penniless, yeah, I think he would have a, a Cheshire grin and he'd figure it out. And mm-hmm. four years from now, he'd be a millionaire again or a billionaire. Again. Yeah. Well, and I, I believe that. I, I believe that about just just successful people in general, right? I think once you re- reach a certain level of success in life, be it wealth or just certain business success, you worry less about money because you know you've built the skills to earn it, and that's what we've done. Like he had, he has the intelligence and the skill set to, to get the money back. So, like, like that's how I feel sometimes. Not to that level, but it's like, okay, if I lost everything tomorrow, I know what I did to get it. I just have to re-implement that plan and re-execute. That's it. Correct. It's just, you know, it's not. So you stop living in fear mm-hmm. when you ha- when you get to a certain level of building a certain level of skills in life and in well, business. Confidence gives that. Confidence yeah. breeds that. It does, but it's but it's also just going through it, mm-hmm. like like pushing through and, and developing the skills, like like playing in the game. Mm-hmm. Like most people don't engage in the game fully. They want to be a spectator in life. Mm-hmm. But if you actually engage in life and engage in the game of business and understand how it works and get to a certain level of success and you lose it all. Like you hear all these stories, right? These people that lose, they become, you know, make a bunch of money, they go bankrupt, they make a bad decision, and then three years later they're a millionaire again because they understood how to do it. They figured it out. Yeah, they made some bad decisions, lost it. Okay, let's redo it and not do that. And that's it's, that's what Musk would do. Same thing. Yeah, and, and in most instances too, you're right. It's learned. You you build off your learning. Yeah. But it's also being willing to do, and you understand this. It's being I'm willing to do what most people yeah, you're right. don't really want to be bothered with. Yeah. Yep. And that little differential there, it, it makes all the freaking difference. That that I always say that two percent differential makes a hundred percent of the difference. Most people aren't willing to give that extra 2%, but that extra 2% is where all the success comes. Mm-hmm. Once you get, once you understand if you give that little bit extra, your results will double, if not triple. Does it baffle you at times when you see in the media people just taking all these shots at him? And people, when you mm-hmm. kind of dive into, or you take a little peek at their life story, mm-hmm. people that really haven't created much, 
accomplished <laughs> much in terms of societal impact. Yeah. And it just seems like the most vicious attacks are coming from mm-hmm. those who can't match his uh, drive yeah. or skill set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which then leads me to believe it's purely done out of envy. That's it. I mean, the the, the best quote I ever heard, and, the, and I follow this piece of this piece of advice throughout my life. Don't worry about the criticism from people you wouldn't ask advice from. Yeah, and to me, that's that's it. Like that it, solves it, the problem. It, that man. solves the problem, right? Because these people, like he's fifty thousand steps ahead of them, he's never going to ask them for advice on anything. So why does their criticism matter? It doesn't. It's envy. It's pure envy. It, it, we're slight left turn here. Do yeah. you think that this government mm-hmm. does enough encouragement? or does enough to encourage the brain trust of this country to contribute and to have think tanks. And I'm talking about not just the academia folks. I'm talking about the real people in industry who have actually done things, created things. Do we tap into this for the greater, the greater good for the benefit of the country? Do we do this on a regular basis? I I don't, I don't think the government does that. I think, I think, (laughs) And I hate to say this, but I think where we are as as a society, the government's primary focus is to keep us divided. Because if you keep us divided, then we can't understand who's really controlling things. Mm-hmm. If you keep the people fighting with one another, then we, we we're not paying attention to what's really going on. That's in my mind. Like if you look at things objectively, and this is not from a right or left perspective, this is purely objection or purely purely an objective perspective. Like if I zoom out and say, okay. All the shit we fight about in this country is really created by the government or the media telling us we should be fighting about this shit, telling us that we should be mad about these things. Like, when most of us really don't give a fuck, mm-hmm. but it's but, it, but it's if, if they create this chaos and this division in the country, we're not paying attention to what's happening, right? What's really happening. If you look at all this shit that's going on in the in the country and in the government, well, why don't like, we care? Apathy? Uh, why? Why? <laughs> why, are, why are we apathetic? Because we're too, because it's easier to fight with each other than to think about what's really going on. It's easy to fight with your neighbor about mm-hmm. something we disagree about, right? It's a lot more difficult to take a step back and say, what is really fucking going on? Because then you, it takes a different level of understanding. It's easy you think for the media. scary for some? Super scary. Well, that, that absolutely. But I think it's easy for someone to listen to the media to say, oh, these people are terrible because they say this. Well, yeah, okay, you're one of those people, fuck you. And we just argue, right? Someone told me you fit into that category. I'm now going to be divisive against you. It's easy because I was told what it was. You fit the category. I can just fight. If I have to like look at the government and what's going on, that takes my own level of thinking. My own le- No one's telling me anything. I've got to okay. dissect that information myself. Okay. Most people don't want to do that. Most people want to go through life and just kind of – Go through life and meander through life. That's how I look at. It. I mean, tr- I truly, I don't, I don't mean that to be to, to sound. No, it's just know, an observation. It's just my observation. I concur. You know, I that concur. people just tend to just want to live path an easy of life. Easiest resi- yeah, least of re- least, least resistance. Yeah, exactly. Correct. And I think, that's human nature, right? But I think the whole purpose of government—that's how they stay in power. Because no one's really paying attention. Right. 
they create these problems that they have to solve. And it's like, well, we're the party that's going to solve it. Or I'm the person that's going to solve it. Well, is it really a fucking problem? No, you just created the problem and made us think this is a problem. Yeah. Like that, you know, like I always say, we, you know, the, the, one, the one thing that, um, you know, they create these, you know, these arguments between classes of people, right? When really we all kind of like each other, want to get along. Yeah, there are fundamental systemic things that are wrong in the country. Mm-hmm. But I think most human beings are good by nature. Mm-hmm. But when the government, the media tell us there's these bad things happening, then we just tend to fight with each other because we're believing what we're being fed. And when you look at it truly from just a human nature perspective, I don't think that's the case. But we're not looking at it from that perspective. No, we're not. And it's... It, it- that was a left turn. Sorry. No, no, it's a, it's actually the perfect turn because it does speak to why this government um, apparently was so hell bent on using a private company, a very large communications private company, to spit out a particular narrative, and that is horrifying. Even to me, and even if others don't see it that way, well, maybe they're just not paying attention too deeply because it should bother anybody. Or, or they, or they don't want to pay attention because now it goes against their sensibilities. Like I know many people that were like, there was fucking no collaboration with the government. Like this, those were just bullshit stories about Hunter Biden. Like Biden's the right president. Now those people, they're pretty fucking quiet mm-hmm. because now they don't want to believe this shit because it goes against everything they believed. Yeah. And that's a hard thing for someone, right? Like if you, if you, as a, just as a human being, really right? It shouldn't if, be, but it is, but, 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 but think it about is though, in this you, society, it if is. You, just in general, like if you believe something like wholeheartedly and you, you've dug your hills in and you're going to die on that hill. And then all of a sudden information comes out that flies in the opposite direction of that. Yeah. It kind of fucks with your sensibilities. You're just like, wait a minute. Yeah. And, and let's talk about that because to me, I get it, but I don't. And mm-hmm. the reason being is. We've chosen so many bad things to dig our heels in, mm-hmm. things that are really inconsequential to our life. Sure. If you grew up your whole life believing one certain religion and then you saw something or felt something that gave you a seismic shift, yeah. I can sit back and go, that is a seismic shift and that could be yeah. earth shattering. But if you're going to tell me that you've voted a certain way your whole life and mm-hmm. now you've seen something that which really inside made you question it really shouldn't be a seismic thing that conflates to the point where it affects all areas of your life. But that's what's happening yeah. because folks are so married to their mm-hmm. political philosophy mm-hmm. that when they see things that cause them to question, mm-hmm. it's two sides, but they don't want to deal with it. Right, because they don't want to be wrong. They don't They don't. And want that's to. the part about it that really shows the sadness of the world culture right now the world culture of humanity right now is the fact that we can't find decent amount we can't put logic and reason Mm -hmm. above personal feeling Mm -hmm. so we can maneuver better in life and have a better life for others and and, and, Mm -hmm. you know coexist with others Mm -hmm. better we put that concept of being correct Mm -hmm. at the forefront because feelings matter more than anything right now and it's like we've got to make sure everybody feels good. And people feel good when they're right and feel bad when they're Such wrong. Such a flawed concept. It's completely fucking flawed. Like to, to me, that that is the most flawed thing right now because you can't run your life off of emotions and feelings. Like you have to use logic and reason. And I've been wrong many times. 
And I'm okay with that. Like that's part of learning mm-hmm. and developing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't let it fuck with my feelings. Like, oh my God, I feel like an idiot. It's like, no, I was wrong. Okay. I made a mistake. I didn't know. Well, I didn't have all the information. Would you not agree that over the last decade there has been legislation, yeah. both in the local, state, and certainly in the federal governments, mm-hmm. brought about and passed that deals with people's feelings yes. and trying to appease right. yes. their emotional feelings uh, yes. above logic? Uh, not only logic, but also above the, the best interest of the bulk of society. Yes, yes. 100%. And we should not, that is not, that is not a way to run a country or any type of community. Yes, people's feelings matter, right? You don't want to hurt people's feelings intentionally, but decisions. But you can't legislate that. You can't legislate, you can't make decisions based on feelings. Like that's, yeah. like that is, that, that is the absolute worst way to decide how to do something based mm-hmm. upon your feelings. Mm-hmm. No, logic and reason. Is how you make decisions, in my opinion. Yeah, we're. It just goes back oh, to it goes back to a system that we're just trying to appease groups of people right. for the leverage that that appeasement may provide. Correct. Us. That yeah. is the and, and then taking a couple of steps back and looking, it just mm-hmm. really does not make a lot of sense. Like in the zero long sense. Run. Like zero sense to me. Yeah. Um, speaking of people getting their feelings hurt and doing things on a whim. Let's talk about Vladimir Putin for a second here. Okay. So we've watched this war. Um, I, I have to say I was building this studio, spending long nights in here um, last spring, mm-hmm. or this past spring, and like listening for, and I shouldn't have, but I listened for hours yeah. of Fox News and CNN, and I just listened to like these mm-hmm. reports because I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Like, yeah. we're, in the year 2022, there's a ground war going on, which yeah. just was nuts to me. But I didn't think it would last this long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here we are, mm-hmm. and we only know what we're being told. Yeah, but it seems like the man's desperate, and you know, it doesn't look like he's in great health. And mm-hmm. you know, what what are your ideas in regards to what's the end game that you could see if you had to put a guess to it? I, I don't know what the end game is. I don't think this is going to last another six months. I I think it'll be over before summer. There'll be some sort of treaty or or, or peace negotiation or something will come of this. I don't know the, the the part I have a hard time with, and I haven't had the time, nor the energy, nor the desire to look into it. But I, there's something going on in the background. This this war, there's a there's a there's a underlying meaning for it. It's not just over territory. There's something else going on. That's what my gut's telling me. But again, that's that's purely my instinct. It has it's not based on any facts or objectionable information. That's just what I feel. Um, I tend to think it'll end sooner rather than later. What's going to be really tragic, as as if it's not already mm-hmm. tragic, is if um, after Putin's demise, mm-hmm. they study the man or they study his brain or whatever, yeah. and they find out that there was a case of like some kind of brain disease or some kind yeah. of, uh, you know, that th- one be. man's cognitive mm-hmm. insanity caused the deaths of all these destruction of all of this yeah you know but but the the other piece if it, it, if it turns out to be that right but the other piece of it too and again i don't know enough but we're we're always assuming Everything. that that ukraine had nothing to do with this that it was mm-hmm. i don't know like i don't know there's just something that doesn't add up like like this the, the president of ukraine like a billionaire he was an actor and then became the president now he's a billionaire 
and has homes all over the world. Like, doesn't that sounds like our president? But doesn't that make people question things a little bit? Like when you think about that, right? Why? Like, Why should we question it? We don't question. We don't. Well, we don't question our elected politicians mm-hmm. in our free market society getting into office, federal office, and yeah. staying there for a period of time, and then exiting. Being multimillionaires. Oh, okay. you can say, well, they give speeches and write books. Yeah, that's true. But wow, what a system that permits that. And how else are they getting paid? We don't question that. Right. Correct. We don't question that. I, I'm, And I will say this. I am fine if someone comes out of politics and makes a shit ton of money. Because you gave time in the service of the public. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. The problem I have is the people that have been politicians their whole life and are gazillionaires. That's the problem I have. Like, if you go into politics and then all of a sudden come out and you write a book, make speeches, and you know you're kind of getting, we'll say, paid back. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's politics, mm-hmm. right? The problem I have is like, you have the people like the Bernie Sanders, the Mitch McConnells, the the Bidens that have been in politics. That's all they've ever been in. Mm-hmm. You make one hundred eighty thousand a year, mm-hmm. right? How are you? How are you worth a hundred million dollars? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that, that's that's the problem I have. Mm-hmm. You know, Nancy Pelosi, like making all these stock trades mm-hmm. before thing before legislation is passed, like always timing it right, like always timing well, it. That's right. the biggest. That's they're all doing that. Correct. I mean, that, and that's to the different thing. degrees. Exactly. I mean, I mean that's I the problem. It wasn't uh, Hillary Clinton when she was the first lady was making pig future trades in chicago yes. and the big board and there was yeah. a big problem there and it was they're all doing it yeah you get like we all get lucky once in a while yeah. but ultimately you know come on you're not getting lucky on pig futures you don't even think no. about pig futures unless you know something's she apparently happening. she apparently right. was <laughs> but that's the problem and i have no problem with politicians making money when they come out but it's, yeah. it's while they're making that money while they're in public service like that's the problem that we should be questioning i don't think that would be addressed just like no, there's the, you know they're, they're never going to make term limits because that's going to be an mm-hmm. attack on their own institution. Yeah, exactly. I agree you with know? that. And it's like whether it's a pay raises they put through, and I think that's coming, right? That's yeah. supposed to be happening. And in a couple of days, there's more yep. pay raises for. I don't know. We that's a rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like if you talk more about Musk, just to cap this off, you mm-hmm. know, he's pretty coy, but his main statement Rocco has been that the Fed's raising of interest rates has kind of created this current mess mm-hmm. for everybody. Yeah. It's hard to argue that. <laughs> I mean yeah, since I mean look what has been going on. Like the, the raising interest rates is supposed to impact the economy by l- lowering what increasing supply and lowering demand so prices come down. Yeah, to reduce inflation. Correct. But it hasn't worked. No. I mean, inflation is key. I mean, we're going into a recession, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. I mean, look at all, all of that I've looked at and the people I've spoken to that are way smarter than me about this shit mm-hmm. have all said 23, 24 recession. And I don't think the feds are going to lower rates anytime soon. They may stop raising them, but I don't think until a new administration come, comes into play, those rates aren't lowering at all. I they may increase agree. them again. I would I mean, agree. It's insane. Like I just like I, like I have a one of our business one of, one of the businesses I own. I have a, a credit line. There's nothing on it. When I opened the credit line in 2019, the interest rate was four percent. I just got notice in the mail yesterday. The rate is now 10.5 percent on a credit line. It's crazy. It's, like that's I mean, you know, two and a half times it's increased. No, it doesn't in make three any years. sense at all. Right. 
Uh, your thoughts on crypto as we end out the year? I mean, obviously, some of, some of crypto is taking a hit. You know, is, is all of crypto down? No, I mean, it's all down. Yeah, the market in general is down, but I think there's still good projects out there. I'm still betting on a few big ones. Mm-hmm. I've lost a ton of money in crypto, but, I mean, I put the money in crypto knowing that if I lose it, like it was a gamble I was yeah. taking. Yeah. You know, I put money into that Voyager platform. They went bankrupt, so my money's stuck there. I don't know if I'll ever get it back. You know, it's they're in bankruptcy now, so... I have no idea if I'll ever get that money back. So the but platforms, the platform itself is in bankruptcy. bankruptcy. Yes. So there were they restricted trading. There's uh, we don't know if we'll get our money back or not. Have you had a chance to wrap your head around this whole FTX debacle? Oh my god, it's fucking. Have you watched Kevin Leary? Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Like I used yeah. to like him a lot, and I what's his standpoint? Is he defending? He's just he's up in arms because he was like a huge supporter of. FTX. He was a fifteen million dollar a year paid spokesman for FTX. Now he looks like a fucking fool. Oh, really? Okay. He was, he was getting. A, he was a paid spokesperson. Okay. Now he looks like a fool, and he's saying that you know, oh, we should be investigating all this stuff. We should be regulating this stuff. It's like no shit, you know. But he was touting FTX like they are, and he's trying to blame Binance on their demise. Right. It was a competitor. Yeah. Okay. Fucking the guy had to play the smart fucking game. And Sam Bankman-Fried got fucking duped. Nothing illegal. This dude was just smarter than him. Sam Bankman-Fried was also fucking using customer funds. That's illegal. That's fucking illegal. Like, and all of a sudden, what's funny now, and I was watching a couple of videos about this, he made his $250 million bail. Like, he, he got arrested. I saw that. Yeah. And, and it's that funny. straight bail? Yeah. And it's funny because they said... When when that happened, people monitor crypto because you can monitor the, the ledgers of crypto. It's it's all public, right? That's the whole point of crypto. It's on the blockchain, so you can right. And they said there were a lot of large transactions and a lot of large wallets at the time he was being released. So they think he's hid all this money in these crypto in these crypto ledgers and crypto wallets that he had access to. That was really customer funds to make his bell. Can uh, that get unpacked? I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he kills himself. I, I think I did see something. I don't know if it's true or not. They said they're putting him into the same prison where Epstein was. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. I just, I just saw a, a, a video about this. What's the st- <laughs> so, so I, I turn on the news and there's this picture of this really average looking. I thought it was a young girl. Yeah, she pled guilty. Yeah, I, I thought. It was like a 14, 13 year old girl, but apparently she's not. She's an adult. But I, it did not look to me no. like that was. And, and it was, they were saying she may be the one that takes it all down. And I'm like, her? Again, first she impression. She was the CEO of Alameda Research. I, the, she may be a brilliant person. Uh, I just. Watching her interviews? The, the first look of, of her, I was just like. <laughs> In one of her interviews, she's like, yeah, we don't really use math. Like, she was talking about the fucking Alameda Research, like a hedge fund. Like she's like, yeah, we don't really use math. We don't really use... Oh, it's all on feeling? I don't know. What the fuck they use? I'm like, you're trading... <laughs> I mean, it was the most ridiculous... I don't know if it was a joke, but she was literally on a podcast being interviewed, and they were asking her about, like, their trading. She's like, yeah, we don't really use... We use kind of elementary school math. Like, we don't really think about those things. It was all a fucking scheme, in my opinion. It was all a fucking scheme. Maybe I'm wrong, and hopefully I am, and people get their money back. But it was, it was a bunch of kids running these organizations. So they were uh, donating a lot of fucking money to politicians. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's why I wouldn't be surprised if this dude gets offed. 
Well, I was going to one particular party. True, yes. Yeah, the president's party. We'll leave it at yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, hence why Epstein killed himself. Yeah, I am surprised that Epstein's girlfriend is still breathing as far as we know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that because that was a story for this year. Yeah. You know, it's too easy to say, well, you know, they're, they haven't released the names in that book. And here's a lady that knows the dirt on all these people. Yeah. You know, it's too, that's, that's, that's the very uh, elementary way of looking at it, Rocco. But isn't that the truth? Like, it is the truth. Why are we not hearing of any of this bullshit? Because no one wants it to be told. I mean, think, think about how many people are allegedly involved in that on both sides. This is not just a left or right thing. It's in everything. That's why we haven't heard of it. That's why we haven't. If it was one, right, exactly. If it was one party, we would have fucking heard that list. It's because it's all parties. The FBI could demand to know the guest registry of that island, right? All that stuff. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, not even if you, if you if you take Giselle or Ghislaine, you take her out of the picture for a second. Mm-hmm. Just look at the factual data that can be obtained by who went there, right? Because that there's travel logs the and things, right? People in the world. That's what I'm saying. That's why we're not going to hear about any of it. But, I mean, think, think about: Do you really believe governments run the world, or is it there's people behind the governments? Oh, well, of course. You know, these powerful people are the ones running the world. They don't want to be exposed. And they're going to do everything in their power to make sure they're not exposed. Hence why the dude was in a cell that had things in his cell that you're not supposed to have in a cell when someone's on suicide watch. And he fucking had these things in his cell. And then all of a sudden, he cameras go out one night and he kill, kills himself. I mean, it doesn't take a brain fucking surgeon to figure out. There's some pretty there's some foul play there, in my opinion. Well, they had a psychologist on a talk show. And, and he goes, I have not examined the man. Uh, so I can't speak firsthand, but just looking at personality type, the things he was accused of mm-hmm. doing, the things he did accomplish in life, he did not have the personality no. from a hundred yard view, hundred mile view in no. of the person that would kill themselves. Narcissists don't. That, that's not the, Bingo. That, that's exactly it. Narcissists do not have the propensity to kill Bingo. themselves. Bingo. Right. Yeah. That's. The, I mean, it, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out, man. What a story. I know. What a, what a freaking 2022, story. 2022, man. Sticking with stocks. So as we sit here today on the 31st, um, here's some numbers for you. Facebook's down 64%. Mm-hmm. Amazon down roughly 50 Google down 39-ish. And even Apple's down 29%. Yeah. If I had told you that is how the year was going to end, if I told you that in January of 2022, would you believe me? I wouldn't have wanted to believe you, <laughs> but knowing the administration we have and where the economy was going, it's not far fetched. I just look at this buying opportunities, though. When yeah. you get when you get good companies that Certainly. are, are long term money makers, and when they go down, like two thousand eight was a great buying opportunity. I remember buying stocks of like good companies made a bunch of money then because you just, if you know the if you know the good companies and you buy them when they're down, right. just hold them. Yeah, I mean, a bad economy is not bad for everyone. Correct. Yeah, a exactly. good economy is not yeah. good for everyone. Exactly right. Yep. Perspective. Um, so McCarthy, mm-hmm. uh, the minority leader of the House mm-hmm. for the Republican side, is trying to get enough votes to become the House Majority Leader in January here, mm-hmm. and I guess it's really a little bit of drama going on. Yeah, it should be. It should be. They they should be. It should not be just because you're you know, 
That always kind of has I been. Know, I know, but it, like, let's have debate. Like, it's good to have a healthy debate within a party to see who's the best speaker to represent the party. I mean, plain and simple. I think I think that should happen. I don't know who the other options are. I think they, I think one of them I heard was maybe Jim Johnson from Ohio. Mm-hmm. I don't know who else was, but I, I like Jim Johnson. I think mm-hmm. he'd be a great speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, McCarthy, I'm not a huge fan of, to be honest with you. Like, I'm not a big fan of him. He's a career politician. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm not. A or huge is that fan. who you need in that? It's because the system is so. The system is just what it is. Do you need? Do you, did the Democrats need someone like Nancy Pelosi who understood how to use the whip, use the force when necessary, and maneuver? I mean, again, it's like, do you need uh, the devil to play if you're going to maneuver in hell? I mean, do you need the devil to maneuver you there? I mean, you, people think you do, but why not try something different? You never know. You never know if you don't until you try. You know, and, and that's maybe what needs to happen here. Like, maybe shit will actually get done if you get somebody that's not a career politician that actually wants to do what's best for the fucking country. Well, I think we kind of tried that with the last president, yeah. in theory. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, I mean, at least that's what we thought initially. Yeah, All personal flaws aside, and there's yeah. plenty of those. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, an outsider. So you're saying basically an outsider could solve some problems. but I think so. I mean, I've, I've always could. thought yeah, but I but I think we have to try at some point. We can't just keep doing what we've done because because what we've done isn't working very well. Right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's why you have career politicians because we're not fixing problems, so they keep staying in power to say we've got to fix the problems that we haven't fixed for the fucking twenty years I've been in power. And kicking the can down the right. road. Right. It's exactly right. To that, let's talk a little bit about about term limits here. Yeah, I think we both have stated multiple times we are for term limits. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the reason it doesn't happen is because it's self-led, it's self-regulation of their own little, yep, you know, band of circus members. Yep. But do you ever see a point in time where where there'll be enough courage and foresight for term limits to be enacted? I hope so. And, and, and there's a simple solution, in my opinion. You institute term limits, and everybody, every current member of Congress is grandfathered in until they lose. So if you keep winning re-election, you're not subject to term limits. Like that solves the problem, in my opinion. It's a shame you even have to do that, but right. But I'm saying if that if that's they're worried about, like give them, it. you know, then you've got to win re-election. I get it. The moment you lose, you're out. If you've served that term limit, you're out. Okay, done. We need to do that because that you can't look. I'm not saying about anything about age. It's like if you have someone that's been in politics for 20, 30 years, get the fuck out. You need fresh ideas. You need new perspective. That plain and simple, you have to. You can't keep, you know, that's why we keep having the same problems in this country. Nothing's getting solved because you have the same people in power. They keep trying the same things just under a different framework or under a different name. But it's really the same bullshit over and over again because no one's bringing in fresh ideas. And the people that do just get shunned in silence because they're not, you know, they're not the career politicians. You're new. Just do what the machine tells you to do. And that's what happens. We have a um, rule in our Constitution. Mm -hmm. It's not an amendment, but part of the declaration of what qualifies you to be president. You have to be a naturalized-born citizen. Mm -hmm. You also need to be over the age of 35. Yeah. Why can't we put a cap on that? Why can't we cap it at, like, 70? 
We or should. 67. We should. You know, I mean, if it, if that's mean-spirited, well, mm-hmm. isn't it mean-spirited if a brilliant young politician comes up at the age of 30 that he has to wait five years yeah, to run for president? Agreed. Yeah, I think we that's should. That's just the same bullshit. Mm-hmm. I agree. 100%. As a matter of fact, you can make the argument it's probably smarter to put a cap on the age because of deterioration yes. as opposed to the young brilliance. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there are many brilliant 30-year-olds, even 25-year-olds. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're going to be president, but you don't know. I mean, but yeah, I think you should put a cap on it. Not, and maybe the cap is 75 or whatever the number is, but I think at a certain point in time, we have to just understand that all human beings lose some cognition over 100%. time. And you just got to accept that. And do you want those well, people we running the feelings? That's the problem, right? Feelings. Isn't that what it's about? Yeah. Well, fuck your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just. You know. It's the truth. I mean, you're right. Everything's about feelings these days. Great phrase. I didn't write it, but man, it's so great. And I'm going to butcher it here, but it's like the whims of a few mm-hmm. should not impose an un- unfair burden on the many. Yeah. I agree with that. But that's what we're doing. Yes, we are. Yeah, and it yes, isn't just the last 10 are. years. It was slowly happening over a multitude of decades. Mm-hmm. But these, it's really accelerated now where it really is something. Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to go down this road here, but the rest of this is pretty like mundane here because yeah. a, lot, a lot happened this year. Yeah. Uh, Barbara Walters passed away the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched a good amount of her interview. I thought she was a good – I thought she became a really good interviewer mm-hmm. over the years. I didn't think her early stuff – that I remember from a child, it was that great. And I guess the Pope, the only retired Pope, yeah. Benedict, he passed away at 95, too. Yeah. But if you don't care, neither do I. <laughs> um, so I want to ask you a little bit about this dive in here about the feelings thing because okay. it just keeps accelerating. In this past year, mm-hmm. it is just really nutso. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not blaming the pandemic or blaming any particular world event but it just seems like this trend of us embracing everything and then turning things that could be negative Mm -hmm. and putting a positive spin and making it suddenly positive and the biggest one i can think of rocco is the whole body shaming movement Mm -hmm. or the lack thereof or Mm -hmm. however you want to go or the body i shouldn't say body shaming movement the body body positivity positivity. movement. excuse Mm me I don't think you have really ever bounced this around, Mm-mm. but there's a there's a viewpoint out there that um, being of a certain size mm-hmm. for men or women mm-hmm. should not be shunned or hidden, and it should be flaunted. And it's a touchy subject because uh, people get offended mm-hmm. very easily when you say, "Well, is it really healthy for?" A five foot six woman to weigh two hundred and ten pounds when mm-hmm. all the health concerns have been proven from medical documentation that mm-hmm. that's not a healthy way to live. Yeah. Yet we don't want to hurt feelings, so I don't know how to quantify all this bullshit. I just don't. It isn't about the visual. What's attractive? And what isn't? No, I don't care that. about that. No. But what about the idea of saying? Um, and I, it isn't just women. There, it goes for men, too. Yeah, But absolutely. primarily women. Okay. Women seem to be the ones, I think, from what I can see, that it's most sensitive mm-hmm. about. What's your thoughts on um, glamorizing, um, and I'll use the word, you know, the statistical word used of obesity. Mm-hmm. What's the idea of that? Well, so let's start with I don't think we should be glamorizing it. 
I don't think we should shame people either, right? I, th- I think Agreed. I think there should be no. Well, there shame. should be shame for anything. No, just, no. There are some you know, people have health conditions. or certain things. I don't think we should be glamorizing it in a way that tells people. In my opinion, some people it's okay to not be personally responsible. That's okay. what, that's how I that's how okay. I look at it. It's like if you've taken personal responsibility, and you're you know you're you're trying to stay healthy and, and and move and do the things to live a healthy lifestyle, and you're just a larger person. Absolutely, I get that. like I'm a bigger guy. Like I'm I'm never going to be a 160 pound guy. Like I'm 225 pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm technically obese. If you look at my no, but but truly, if you look, if I go to the doctor, statistically, I'm five foot nine. I'm 225 pounds. If they if they look at the BMI thing, I am severely obese. I should be 160 pounds okay. for my height, right? Okay. So you can't look at it from that perspective. But I but I I'm very healthy. Like I mm-hmm. I eat healthy. I take care of myself. Yeah, I work no out. Shit. Like I do. Like so it's so I believe that the, the problem I have with this whole movement is I look at it as we're telling people it's okay to just be and not be responsible for your own health. Okay. Like we should be telling people like whatever you look like doesn't matter. Like look, it's not about the look. It's about being but responsible society, for you. kind of is though. But but that's what they're making it, right? They're making it about that. To me it should be about like you can look however you want. Like everybody's beautiful in their own way. I'm not saying that at all. Like there's not it's not nothing about the look. It's we cannot tell people it's okay to just be unhealthy. Like that's the point. That that's, that's actually the only point. Right? Like it's just like because I know many people, like in my sphere, that you know, they eat healthy, they they do they do what's right, they live a good lifestyle. They're just metabolically, yep. their, their metabolism is slower because they're older, or they have a different genetics. So everybody's built differently, right? And everybody's beautiful in their own way. We cannot, as a society, in my opinion, keep telling people that it's okay to just be a certain. Or the food doesn't matter. Or the food Caloric in the lifestyle doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Right. It all matters because it because it becomes a drag on society. These people, if they don't take care of themselves, right? Like take take smoking for instance, right? People that choose to smoke, that's a choice they've made, mm-hmm. right? We, we don't promote that at all, but we don't prevent it either. But that becomes a strain on the healthcare system. Now these people get lung cancer and you know COPD. That becomes a strain on the healthcare system. Correct. Healthcare costs go up because of these people making choices. Same thing happens, in my opinion, with with people that choose to live an unhealthy lifestyle. You know, eventually it catches up. Diabetes are certain things that come along with living an unhealthy lifestyle, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, it's not about the body. Like there are many, like I said, everybody is beautiful in their own way. It's not mm-hmm. about the looks. It's about the lifestyle and the healthy choices a person needs to make. We should be promoting that. It should. It's. I'm totally fine with. The body positivity movement, if we're saying in conjunction with that, be healthy. Like, live a healthy lifestyle. I Get out and move. Drink water. It, it's not. That's the problem. Like, drink water, you know, exercise. You know, do certain things to just make sure you're – because what that leads to also, and where I think it would help eliminate some problems, it leads to happier people. Certainly. Happier people are less argumentative. Happier people are less likely to get in pissing matches with other people about the bullshit the media wants us to do. But because everybody, a lot of people in this country are unhealthy, right? They're eating processed foods. They don't feel good. They don't feel mentally focused. Mm -hmm. Things trigger them quicker, right? Right. They're not as happy as they could be. So they're always in this negative frame of mind, which allows them to be triggered a lot quicker. 
Certainly. If you're happy, like, like I feel good 99% of the time. I fucked up my arm, obviously, this week. Yeah. But, like, I you feel. Did. <laughs> I did. Saving my daughter. Um, you did. <laughs> but, like, I, I feel good 99% of the time. So, like, little things don't bother me because I, I have a positive disposition. Yeah. I'm a happy person. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, now I know, like, when I, when I was out of shape like for during the pandemic when i got i felt like i got fat as fuck it was just gain like i just wasn't myself like i was moody i was like mentally different yeah diet's and, a huge component to state to your state exactly and just moving like moving and 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 staying hydrated and sleeping well and putting the right things in your body it completely changes your mental framework absolutely and that's what we should be talking about it's not about a person's body it's not about the way a person looks. It shouldn't be about that. It should be about the the well-being of the person. Because mm-hmm. I don't care how big a person is. I don't care what they look like. If they are living a, a good life and have in in you know an you know their well-being is good, awesome. Like doesn't matter. But they do. But but you know I'll I'll say it. It does go hand in hand. Generally speaking, if someone is doing the right things mm-hmm. with diet and exercise. Generally, they're not going to carry a lot of excess weight. They may true. be bigger bone. Yeah, they may be built differently. Yeah, and that's beautiful. Yeah, but the extra weight mm-hmm. that's there because of a sedentary lifestyle, yeah. bad shitty food, yeah, things like that. That's the thing we cannot, as a society, in my opinion, or we should not. We can because we're doing it. We should not want to proliferate as okay. And, and it's let, not okay to kill yourself, man. But, but, but let's take about it one step further. Look at the people that promote the body positivity movement. Who owns those companies? Probably food companies. The pharmaceutical company. <laughs> uh, Think okay. about it. Phar- if you look at it, the pharmaceutical companies. Because why? If you keep people bigger, they need medicine. Yeah. They need diabetic medicine. Yeah. They need all these. So it's like, it's it's, and that's the sad part. Like if you look at other countries. Like we're the most obese country in the world. Oh yeah, I saw numbers that are horrible. We we also have the biggest healthcare system. Yes, we do. So when you think about these companies, like the, like the the Dove soap and all these, they're owned by these Johnson and Johnson that are that are, mm-hmm. their main business is pharmaceuticals. That are pharmaceuticals for obesity, for this, for that, like. If you keep people unhealthy, you keep them on your medicine. Correct. If everybody got healthy, we wouldn't need pharmaceuticals. Correct. It's logic. I mean, and, and if you think of, and I'm not saying it's a conspiracy. I just have how I look at it. Like, if you're, we're promoting this to say, yeah, it's okay to be that way. It's okay to be unhealthy. Like, don't worry. No one should shame you for that. And no, no one's shaming you for your body. It's and it's not about shaming. It's like you should be healthy, because that's a better way to live. Wait but a little if, but if longer, people, yes. your mental state will be better, and you, and as a society, you'll be a more productive person yeah. in your ever, whatever your chosen endeavor is. Yes, if you're if you're if you're not living a healthy lifestyle, then you're more depressed. So you get on depression medicine, anxiety medicine. I, you get on all these different things. I you see. I'm of the belief that if someone is obese, mm-hmm. but you gave the person a pathway and an option, even mm-hmm. if you could do it magically, okay, I can shed you this immediately. Mm-hmm. They're going to take that. If you yeah. could ma- magically make them lose 50 pounds, 100 pounds the next day, they're not going to stay mm-hmm. the way they are. So the positivity mm-hmm. is about self-esteem, but mm-hmm. beyond self-esteem, there's not much positive right. for them and for society mm-hmm. for them to be at that weight. Outside sure. of self-esteem, sure, which is important, mm-hmm. 
But again, it leads that feelings versus reality circumstance, which yeah. I don't think decades ago had so much weight in society. No. And we, we also weren't that big no, decades ago. We've just gotten too attached to feelings in general in this country. And we're telling people that you should, you know, you're not saying feelings don't matter, but you, we have to get back to logic and reason. Mm -hmm. Like that is a better way to view the world. Feelings matter, but logic and reason should be dictating decision-making. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, this may feel like it may feel awesome for me to go home and eat a fucking pizza and a whole cake. Is that the logical thing to do? No. Because I'm going to feel like shit. I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to be mentally unfocused all day. And I've got shit to do. Why do you think there's a disconnect? Is it because if someone has been traditionally, I'll get blasted for this, but I don't care. If someone has been traditionally overweight mm -hmm. in terms of governmental standards okay. their entire life, mm -hmm. is it they just don't know what being... Um, healthier feels like it could be yeah i mean that's part is of that it. possible yeah i think it is absolutely i think because if people are constantly in that state they don't know any other state okay like, if you think about that like you know if you if you've always just genetically been a larger person right, right. and and if never because if you're genetically a bigger person i believe it takes a tremendous amount of effort to get to a different like frame, like, mm -hmm. a, like, a, like a, a a thin person, it's just a lot of work. I remember when I used to compete in bodybuilding. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a larger frame, but yeah. for me to get down to like six percent body fat was like miserable. Right. Like it was, right, right. But right. you know, I I've been there, so I know what it feels like. Now I know I know kind of my body now, like where I feel the best, and that's kind of where I am right now. Like I feel the the most focused, where I can maintain it the easiest. Okay. There's a lot of people that have never got to that point, so they don't know any better. This is just how they believe they should feel. Yeah. And if they ever make that choice to try and they get to that new state, those people change for the better. I've right. watched it happen. Like people that have just always been kind of, you know, just bigger people. And then they, maybe they get, you know, the, the gastric surgery or, or something, something happens in their life yeah. where their doctors like, if you don't make changes, you're not going to live. Yeah. That, and that's then they the change thing. and it's like, holy shit, they become a different person Yeah, because they understand now what people were talking about. But until you're in that spot, you, it's hard to understand if you've never been there. Yeah. I, I, I sit back and I wonder too, like I, you know, I, I've struggled with weight to very periods, very, mm -hmm. various periods of my life. It didn't stop me from doing anything, but certainly felt a lot better without the weight. Yeah. You just feel better. It's yeah, a better absolutely. way. I mean, it's just logically a better way to live. Yeah. And if there's a person out there that thinks it's not a better way to live, Okay, you're entitled yeah. to your opinion, but you're probably wrong. Yeah, you know, I mean, you just move just, better. You're mentally yeah. sharp. And like, who doesn't I know, want that? Like I know, like if I'm if I if I get up to like two forty, which is kind of like the bigger the biggest I get, the bigger version of Rocco. Of me, <laughs> it's like I'm not as mentally sharp. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just slower. Like I'm I'm just like uh, I'm like groggy and I'm yeah. just like yeah, yeah, pissy yeah. about stuff. But like yeah. sure, it, it's totally different frame. I, I just worry about the idea of us again, um, and I worry about the young, the, you mm -hmm. know, the, just being okay. I saw statistics, and I don't want to quote them as being actual fact because I don't have the government documents here. But it's it was like in this in the late '60s, I think, like the average female 
but it is not it's it's the average female of all species yeah. on the planet yeah in the civilized world was like almost 37 pounds lighter than mm-hmm. the average is today yeah that's insane to yeah. me yeah, and the absolutely. males are probably exactly the same, if yeah. not worse. I yeah. just don't have the number in my yep. head. Exactly. You know, but that's just how the flip did that happen? You know, the processed foods. Look at the shit we eat now compared to what we used to eat. Like, even when we were kids, right, we didn't really have much processed. There were some processed foods. Ho-hos are pretty damn good. I mean, those were, <laughs> those were nutty. I mean, nutty, nutty Buddies were the best, like, Little Debbie thing, I feel uh, like. Yeah, those little Debbies, yeah. Little, Twinkies were good, too. But, Hostess but, Susie Q's. Those were good. <laughs> but, but, but think about it. There wasn't a ton. Like, now, like, you have to actively seek out unprocessed foods. You do. Like, when we were younger, it's like you processed do. foods are like maybe like breakfast cereal and you snacks. Do. But pretty much you like our parents cooked like wholesome meals for us. Right. Now it's like, you know, for me to cook a wholesome meal, like I've got to make sure just meat and vegetables and rice. Like if I get anything in a package, it's processed. It has full sodium, extra fat, sugar. It's like, it's terrible. Yeah. Like fast food didn't help us either over the last no. four, five, six no, decades. No. You know, just the convenience then, of food. That's the thing. Like as a kid, I remember fast food was a treat. Yeah. Now it's like it's a convenience, so it's like it's easy. I mean, we, I mean, we, I'm guilty of it. Like when the kids mm-hmm. want something, luckily mm-hmm. our kids are active and they're, yeah. You know, I don't, they don't, I don't. You don't give a steady diet of that. No, 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 not at all. But it's, but it's like so convenient now. Yeah. And that's the thing. We've made things easy to be unhealthy. Yeah, I just, um, I don't know. I feel, I feel. I remember before I, you know, decided to shed the pounds a couple of years ago, I looked in the mirror, I'm like, how'd this happen to me? But mm-hmm. then I looked back and I said, well, you know, a sedentary lifestyle and doing yeah. all kinds of other things, still trying to be productive. Yeah. I believe most people are trying to be productive in their life and do mm-hmm. it with their family. And I get it. Yeah. But I just, it saddens me that we, you know, don't realize that, hey, this is an important part of our life too. Let's fix this. Instead, mm-hmm. in some sectors of society, they're just making that okay. Yeah. It's. And it, 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 it shouldn't it. be okay. It should be about being healthy and, and, and being well. Yeah. Body, bodies, just whatever. I mean, that that's kind of the the collateral of it. Yeah. It shouldn't be about the body. It should be about your health and well-being. So to wrap this up, um, yeah. I know you're not, you're not much on New Year's resolutions at all. Right. Um, you're not. And tell us why you're not. I just think because uh, I just think you should just be constantly pursuing goals. It shouldn't be mm-hmm. all of a sudden January first is the chimps go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and look, I, I make I don't make resolutions. Like I create goals for the year. Uh-huh. Like I do my I'll do my vision board yeah, tomorrow. Absolutely. And, it's, um, and I don't look at and I, I look at it as, as a new year is not resolutions, but okay, what can I do differently this year? Mm-hmm. What can I implement this year? Not like, like not like I'm going to change who I am. Or yeah, yeah, for start sure. Working. For I sure. Think, okay, like here's a few things I want to do that I didn't do this year. I want to implement this year. Okay. That's kind of like I use it as a reset point. Um, so I've looked at a few things that I plan on like doing this year a little bit more that I didn't do as much last year that I wanted okay. to. Okay. That's kind of how I look at New Year's resolutions. Yeah, I, I do the same too. Very similar. Um, why do you think that? Generally, people just peter out by the end of January with their stuff because the goals were unrealistic, unrealistic in the beginning. Yeah, I think that's the biggest. I think that's so. the biggest. Um, I think that's the biggest problem because if if you're constantly like just setting goals in your life, it's just kind of easy to continue that. Most people that set these resolutions, it's like, well, you know, okay, well, this year was rough. I'm gonna now like go to the gym. I'm gonna save money. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And it's like you can't implement. 
pick one. I would say if someone's trying to set resolutions, pick one and just focus on that for two months. Get through two months, then add something else. Like habit stack. You cannot, in my mind, make fundamental changes in your routine or habits four or five at a time. Yeah. You'll you'll die out. That's what happens. That's why gyms are crazy in January. February 1st, it's like half the people are there. And it's, it's interesting, too, because decades ago with the self-development mm-hmm. movement that Tony Robbins had that mantra of, like, you know, make massive changes. You know, it was all sure. about every right, immediate, mm-hmm. do it tomorrow, do it now, do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Big, massive change. Mm-hmm. And it all sounds great, but I think when people try to enact that, uh, and I'm not saying that's exactly how he was articulating, but I think that's how it was ingested by a lot of people. Well, it, it was it was take massive action, right? And I, and I believe in that, but but take massive action in one area. Got it. Like if you try and if if I said I'm gonna okay, like I just spend my like crazy, um, fat ass, and I'm lazy as shit. And January first, I'm gonna like go to the gym five days a week. I'm not gonna spend any money. I'm gonna save fifty thousand dollars this year, and I'm gonna get a new job. I'm not gonna do any of that stuff. You know. Pick one. Say what is what is the thing that bothers me the most about right. myself right. or about my life? Right. Fix right. that. Right. Take massive action. If it's your health, okay. Say I'm going to start. I if you don't go to the gym, I'm going to go to the gym twice a week. Just start incrementally small. People tend to just come out of the gates like motherfuckers, and they just peter out because you cannot sustain like that. Burned out. Yeah, you can't. You you can't go from a couch potato to a sprinter. Yeah. You have to get off the couch and walk. Then you have to jog. Then you have to jog and sprint a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you become the sprinter. Mm-hmm. Like you have to do it incrementally. But too many people just say, I'm going to get off the couch and just run a marathon this year. And that's also, um, that is also a suggestion that you know, personal trainers are sometimes worth their, yeah. worth their weight in gold. Absolutely right. You know? They're the experts. Like, work with someone. They'll tell you. They'll know what to do mm-hmm. and how to make sure you stay motivated. Because that's the biggest thing, right? Like motivation comes from within. Right. So you, ha- you have to find what motivates you. And people use New Year's as this artificial motivation. And if you're using just the changing of the year as the motivation, it'll never work. You've got to find what's really motivating you. Like, okay, if it's your weight, why? Are you unhappy? Do you not like looking at yourself? Do you want to be healthier for your wife and kids? Do you want to have more energy work? Find that next level. Why? That's how you make the change. Because if you look at it just the changing of the year, okay, well, just pick a fucking Monday. Bingo. You know, like, okay, it doesn't have to be January 1. Just make it next week or make make it today. you got to find that that deeper why. And when people and people don't typically do that around news, they just say, well, it's New Year's resolution. It's January 1. Supposed to do this. Right. Time for a new start. But they're not looking at reason why. People tend to make changes in their life when they understand why they need to make the change. Yeah. You hear that, Washington? <laughs> I don't buddy, think it was been, buddy, it's been a great year. Fuck yeah. Been amazing bad. things and um, so many cool things happening. Rocco yeah. and I also do a radio program on Beaver County Radio, WBVP and WMBA. Yes. Um, it's called How We See It, mm-hmm. very similar to this series. We're going to be transitioning from that radio program to doing a a live program yeah. right here on the podcast That's and be fun. putting it on YouTube and Facebook. And we're going to build this all up over the next first quarter of the year. Yep. Hopefully, the sooner sooner the better. Yeah. Uh, we're going to advertise that and get it out for you all. But we'll yeah. be able to, able to take maybe some 
questions. Questions. It's going to yeah. be insane. We're going to have some special guests as we can do here, but yes. we're going to take that idea of how we see it, the radio format, and mm-hmm. blend it into a live podcast. Yeah. For the first time ever, we're doing live. It's going to be an adventure. It really will. That be. should be a lot of fun. Yes. And uh, and I, again, personally, uh, it's an honor to have Coza Law sponsor this podcast. Oh, it's it's, our pleasure, it, it's man. um it's it was the natural decision. Yeah, absolutely. I, when you asked me, I said that. I mean, it was a, it was a no brainer. Yeah, it makes yeah. to me it makes sense. Yeah, especially because you're going to let me do whatever I want to do. Yeah, was, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know me, man. I'm hundred percent. It's going to be it's going to be a good. It will remain unvarnished. But absolutely. To, to all who have um, enjoyed the podcast, enjoyed this series, yeah. we appreciate the feedback. Absolutely. And uh, we'll keep chugging along. Yeah, absolutely. Into 2023. Yes. Have a great year, friends, and yes. we'll see you on the other side. Take care. We're out.